David Essel Live is back and ready to rock your weekend, gang. Welcome aboard. Three solid hours of positive talk radio. I'm so glad you're taking some time with us. Of course, this is David Essel broadcasting live out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California. 1-800-548-TALK. 1-800-548-TALK. You're listening to us either on XM Satellite Radio, Channel 168, or streaming worldwide on the Internet at TalkDavid.com. And wherever you're listening to us, we, we say thank you and welcome. Proud to be part of the Premier Radio Network, absolutely. And we've got an amazing lineup, as we always do. Plus, I'm going to just say this really quickly. I'll be talking to you more about it later. Our brand-new book is free for you. Our brand-new book, The Power of Focus, How to Exceed Your Own Expectations in Life. We are giving away 1 million copies of this book. So go to talkdavid.com right now. Talkdavid.com. You can get your own free version of The Power of Focus, How to Exceed Your Own Expectations in Life. And in a year from now, I know that seems like a long way, but it won't be, someone who who gets a copy of this book will win a $10,000 life coach package with me. We're going to randomly select someone. So check that all out at talkdavid.com. Are, are, do you know, here, here's a question I'm going to ask you. Have you ever thought about this? If you have kids, teenagers, are we over-medicating our kids, our teens, with anti-anxiety drugs, bipolar medications, and more. I'm going to tell you a story in a couple minutes about a former client of mine and this amazing turnaround, and I know that she's not alone. Stay tuned for that. Uh, Our guest today, James Smitty Smith, is back with us, host of the uh, television show In This Corner, and we're going to talk about the art of the comeback. Now, he has worked with the most amazing boxers of all times, Ali, Foreman, uh, Tyson, and we're going to talk about how their ability to come back in their career is identical of what you and I need to do to make comebacks in our lives if we're not living at the ultimate level right now. Lee Gertis is going to be with us, author of the book Limitless You. Millions of people struggle with sleep issues. Lee created this amazing technique studied by Wake Forest University, and has been shown to be 100% effective in helping people with sleep disorders. Incredible. Uh, David Gottfried, the author of Greening My Life, he's a pioneer in the global green building movement. And one of the things I can't wait to talk to David about is, is this whole global warming. Is it really creating the storms and the craziness, or is it overblown? We'll find out from the expert about that. And Dr. Aurora Badia, a board-certified dermatologist, skin cancer rates are rising. And I wonder, everyone has all this talk about the tanning booths and the tanning beds and all that. Are they that bad? Well, this woman knows, Dr. Badia knows, we'll be talking to her as well today. So a great lineup, amazing topics, and just, just great guests coming up. So... We, I, I asked this question, are we over-medicating teens? So many teenagers that I work with, they come in, uh, parents are stressed, uh, they're antisocial, they're isolating, uh, they're reserved. It's a stereotypical, oh my God, they're, they're suffering from, from depression, they're fu- suffering from high anxiety. And I want to tell you a story about this amazing little girl, Tiffany, 18 years old. She comes in incredibly insecure. She had a terrible senior year. She was blackballed her senior year in high school by all the girls in the school, Uh, was withdrawn, mood swings, uh, and and she came in on multiple bipolar medications and anti-anxiety medications. 
What I found in working with her for five weeks is that all of her problems were emotionally based. You know, it's like this poor girl was so heavily medicated that, um, you know, and I know she had great stress and she didn't. And also for all the fathers out there, please listen to this. You cannot be emotionally distant from your teenage girls or sons. You cannot. This girl did this did not have a great relationship uh, with her father as well. And yet in five weeks through our mental exercises and our social exercises, getting her back into society to the amazement of her doctor, she was removed from all medications slowly And now she's in college having the year of her life. Her grades are awesome. She's incredibly social, interactive with all the kids on campus. And yet when she came in, she was so medicated, so overly medicated and untreated from an emotional level that there was just absolute chaos in her life. So if you're a parent and you've got teens, make sure if they're on medication that they're getting the emotional work done as well. Not just taking the medication, but doing the emotional work. If it's with a coach, if it's with a therapist, whoever it's with, get that side of life taken care of as well. You're tuned in to America's Positive Radio Talk Show. I'm David Essel. Stay right there. You're tuned in to America's Positive Radio Talk Show. David Essel alive every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, celebrating 21 years in talk radio. My guest right now, I'm excited to have him back, James Smitty Smith. He's uh, He's been in the world of boxing for 40 years, first as a professional athlete and then as a radio host and a television host. He hosts the TV show In This Corner TV and today I brought Smitty on because I want to talk about the art of the comeback and find out from him the athletes he has interviewed who have made major comebacks in their career and how that could relate to your life right now. Smitty, welcome back to the show. Hey, buddy. You know, every time you mention that 40 years, you make me feel <laughs> older than the whatever I am. And I, my granddaughter's actually coming over and, and, and granddaughter. I mean, you and, you and, don't you remember back in the day when you and I first met, there was no talk. Of grandchildren. <laughs> Amen to that, Smitty. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, but but life takes us by surprise at times, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think that's a, a wonderful, you know, topic. Uh, uh, boxing is such a great metaphor in, in, for for life, and and in this the, with the comebacks, I think that's a a great. There's so many great analogies that I can think of. Just just come to the top of my head on that, you know. And you know, and we need this right now too, Smitty, because so many people in America and those listening to us internationally are on the verge of comebacks. You know, if it's a financial, if it's coming back from a divorce, if it's coming back from uh, a foreclosure, losing their job. So I thought this would be highly relevant. So let me ask you this question: Of all the boxers who 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 went down and then came back, what one stands out in your mind the most? I, you know, I'd have to say Muhammad Ali because I, you know, he's so relevant to this point. You know, he was on top of the world. 
uh, in, in the 60s, heavyweight champion of the world, looked to be maybe by far the greatest heavyweight of all time, unbeaten, refuses military induction for religious beliefs, goes down for three and a half years, comes back, wins a couple of fights, then fights what turned out to be and probably still is the biggest sporting event in history, March 8, 1971, Madison Square Garden against Smokin' Joe Frazier, and he gets beat. But in that moment, in those 15 rounds that he got, in that 60 minutes where he lost, the way he handled the loss ended up turning everything around, public sentiment, everything else. And so uh, that entire comeback of, of sorts and even losing the fight and then coming back as a different Ali with different mm. whole set of fans, it would be the, the greatest example. But, man, there's a plethora of them in boxing, I, David. I bet, I bet, Smitty. So what was it that he did in that loss that created such a new fan base? Humility. After the fight, he said, and I'll, I'll never forget because I was sick to my stomach and stayed home the next day and skipped school. My, my mom didn't want me to have to face all the kids that I had said, oh, he's going to destroy Joe Frazier. Anyway, uh, it, humility. He, when, af, when interviewed right after the fight, and instead of saying you know, that uh, all the things he could have said, he did say that he thought he won the fight. Years later, he would go back, even on my radio show, and say that he, he, he clearly lost it. But he said... I ain't so pretty no more. That was the mm. comment when he had that, that swollen jaw right after the fight. Everybody was expecting excuses, this, I ain't so pretty no more. That was the mm. line that kind of changed right. it around. You know, another great example, David, is, is George Foreman, you know, when he, when he retired as this menacing killer who destroyed Joe Frazier and everything. Of course, Ali took him down. He would retire. He'd come back 10 years later, not only as a different fighter, but a different man, and that, and, and he made an overall total transformation as a man, and and, and it, that kind of transformed him as a fighter, uh, and and he's a great example too because when George came back, he was relaxed. He he did a total makeover, which I uh, I try to tell people that you're never too old to make to do a makeover and reinvent yourself. He reinvented himself as a man, and that relaxation entered into the ring, and there, rather than get tired after two or three rounds, he was then able to go 12 rounds and carry that power into the later rounds because he transformed his entire psyche, and obviously it transformed physically as well. Yeah. Now, when you say that he transformed, was, was part of that his religious transformation, or was it more than that, Smitty? I think it had to be more, because he was always a religious guy. I just think when he, when he got out, stepped away from the ring and he started to smile, it's amazing, you know, what mm. you can do. Now, now, maybe people thought Joe Biden was smiling too much the other night. Who knows? But they're <laughs> just smiling. He became a sort of an affable character. And rather than be big, menacing, mean George, I think it was just, it, 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 yes, it was definitely more than just religion. It was how he carried himself in, in life. Instead of walking by people snarling, he would say, hey, how you doing? What's going on? You know, he, just a total right. transformation. Yeah, and as and and for our listeners, as you're listening right now, I'm going to cross this over right into your living room, your car, wherever you are, and listen to this. Is that it? Might be the transformation made me on your comeback trail. Might be that you become humble. Maybe it means that you ask other people for assistance. Maybe for the first time, you drop your small ego and go out there and go, "Okay, I need help financially, or finding a job, or recovering from this divorce." And then the other thing that Smitty is sharing with George Foreman is the whole thing about attitude. Like maybe if I change my attitude first 
and work on that positivity that I've so desperately needed, maybe the rest of my life will follow through. Smitty, two awesome examples. Give us another one. Well, Mike Tyson, who I spent some time with a, a couple of weeks ago, here's a guy who uh, uh, I thought he'd be dead by the age of 40. I was talking to him about this last week, and he, he you know, went to prison. I think, I think uh, obviously, re- some religion did, did help Mike and other things in life, and I think, you know, he tried every way in the world to destroy himself. He's admitted that to me, and, and when he finally was still standing, he said, you know, maybe I need to change things a little bit and, and show some humility and uh, be honest with myself not just the public with myself, because it all starts with being honest with yourself. Right. And, and he's turned it around now to where he goes around the country and the world, speaking engagements and a couple of movies, and I pray that it lasts. I, I think with this type of thing, with it, when you're like a Mike Tyson, I think it is sort of a, like an addiction. You're always one drink away, one drug away, one moment away, but he realizes that, and he's flipped it. I mean, he's just, I heard somebody yelling across the room, you know, last week, Smitty, 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 he kind of squeaks when he talks, you know. You know, you can say that about him when he's not around. Smitty, Smitty, Smitty. And I, I knew it had to be, you know, Mickey Mouse or Mike Tyson, and it was Mike Tyson. <laughs> now, now, what do you think, Smitty? Because, you know, lots of times people go to jail and they'll have, you know, all this kind of hell happen, and they'll come out and they'll keep falling down that slippery slope of addiction or whatever it be, could it could 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 the major turning point for him been the death of his child? He definitely brings that up. That definitely was an eye opener, you know, to lose uh, a child that young and under those circumstances. So certainly, you know, that that played a, a major role with with Tyson uh, because he was really getting into his kids. His his kids in general, I think, have and you and you know, kids can do so much for you i mean when you have them and when you raise them and you're looking at them and it just you know you you start to put your priorities together in life and when you lose something like that uh obviously that that sort of a really grounded him and his and i gotta say his his, his wife you know kiki she's done a great job with him he's had other women in his life that haven't been so positive for him but this one maybe he's found the right one and you know obviously having somebody that that has your back uh, is also something, and I think Mike needs that. Yeah. You know, the, something just ran through my head, too, is diversification. We saw George Foreman, you know, do the whole George Foreman grill, I mean, as a way to branch himself out, and Tyson doing his stand-up. How is that show going in Vegas? Is it still going on? He had it in Vegas, and then Spike Lee took it to um, to Broadway, and he did quite well on Broadway, and it's I think it's very cathartic for Mike, because rather than mm. hold all these things in and invent, he's saying it he's saying what happened he talks about the alleged you know the, the rape that put him in jail for three years uh and and everything else he talks about everything so and he obviously talks about his boxing career the most interesting thing talk about humility though uh, when i interviewed mike tyson the uh the first the first when we did the tv show together i asked him what was your greatest moment inside the squared circle now he's the youngest heavyweight champion ever devastating first round knockouts and he said to me you know smitty it was when i saw myself against Buster Douglas, uh, and, and that was the first fight he lost as a 40-to-1 underdog. Douglas upset him. And right. when Mike got knocked down, he was on the ground crawling around trying to find his mouthpiece. He found it and it stuck it in his mouth. He said that was the greatest moment in his career to him was that moment. Now, of all the things, he's talking Jeez. about his first loss in a, in a humiliating mm. situation, but he said, I looked at that and I felt proud of myself. I felt like a gladiator. Wow. Wow. 
And and when you saw him a couple weeks ago, I mean, do you see the humility in his eyes? Do you feel it in his voice? Is it really there? Yeah, I mean, I, I think he, you know, he is, gosh, he is what he is. I mean, uh, you know, he's brutally honest, And uh, but now rather than go out and, and do all these things to himself, because Mike did a lot more harm to himself than he did to other people. He hurt some other people. I mean, he was in the hurt business. Uh, you just yes. can't carry that outside the, the, the ring. But, yeah, I, I think he wants to live now, and I, I think there were times in his life when he, you know, he didn't, uh, and we know a lot of entertainers and other people that are like that, too, not just fighters, but, uh, I, yeah, I definitely see a major, and I, again, I just hope it changes, because I remember doing a, a show back in, in Fort Myers, Florida, where, where you're close to right now, <laughs> and, and, it, it, and when he was just a youngster, just heavyweight champion, I, thought, I said he'd be dead or in jail, uh, you know, by 40, and he did go to jail, but he's not dead, and he's past 40, so I'm happy right. for him. We have a minute and a half, Smitty, left. Give, a, give us a final, a final comeback story and how we can relate that to our lives. Uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran. I just did an entire show with Roberto Duran, who's on my shortest of short list of the greatest fighters of all time. The first time they fought in, in, uh, in Montreal, you know, it was, it was a situation where Duran dominated because Ray fought the wrong kind of fight. He let his ego get involved. He tried to slug with him. After that, he went back and he regrouped and he thought. He thought. He used his head and he figured, what do I got to do differently this time to be successful? He went in there with a different game plan, a different strategy, and got the result that he wanted. Sometimes, especially in the world we live in today, I think you have to try different strategies uh, to get success because we're under hard, it's hard times right now. Right. I love that. I love that example. That is so good. So if you're sitting at home in your car, wherever you are right now, and you're looking at your life and it isn't equaling what you hoped it would be at this age, in this moment, it is probably time to do something totally different. I'm going to go back again and say, get help. Ask a professional. Ask someone who's got what you got, how they got there and how you need to change. It could just be that simple, yet sometimes difficult to radically change by doing something different. Smitty, you know, I, I, I got to tell you, and, and, and you know this from my heart, but you just are so professional. You know your stuff. You've been doing this for so long, and you add a ton of value to our show with your perspective on boxers and our real lives. I just want to thank you a ton for, for being here with us and taking the time today. No, I love doing it. Of all the shows that I do all the time, this is a very refreshing because if you can – you know, implement something into somebody's lives from all of these great fighters. Uh, I'm doing my list of the 100 best fighters of all time, so the next time I, I'm certain I can come up with some more analogies for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing you might have a few. Ladies and gentlemen, for more information on James Smitty Smith, go to InThisCornerTV.com. You can find out how you can watch his show, learn more about Smitty and all the amazing guests that he has. It's in this corner. TV.com. Smitty, we will have you back. You rock this weekend, man, and I'll look forward to having you in the future. You know him, you love him. Always great talking to you, my friend. <laughs> okay, thank you, bro. All right. But bye bye now. James Smitty Smith, uh, the website in this corner, TV.com. He rocks. He's just a great guy. Hey, coming up. If you've ever struggled with sleep or you know anyone who has ever struggled with sleep, we've got a guy, Lee Gerd, is coming on who's going to be able to give you some information to help the millions of people struggling with sleep right now. Our toll-free number, 800-548-TALK. I'm David Essel. Be strong. Stay there.
yeah. No need to worry, gang. David Essel Live, solution-based positive radio. Things do work out in life. They really do. Of course, we have to be the instigator of change, though, don't we? 1-800-548-8255. If you've ever struggled with sleep, coming up in a couple minutes, we have Lee Gertis, author of the book Limitless You, who's going to share with us information, more information about a technique that he created a number of years ago. Wake Forest University study, this whole thing about sleep is coming to the forefront, and we've got some solutions now. We'll be talking to uh, to Lee about that. Uh, I got a, I just got an email. We were talking with uh, James Smitty Smith, the, the boxing TV host, uh, and they asked, well, who is the most interesting person that you, David, have ever interviewed? And, uh, and I, oh, my God, in 21 years, I've interviewed so many people. But I have to tell you, one of the most fascinating interviews, and I don't know if this is number one, but it's right up there, was with Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, the founder of Transcendental Meditation. If you don't know anything about TM, Google it, tm.org is their site. But Maharishi was an unbelievable interview. He was so filled with joy. He, every question, no matter how difficult the question I asked him was, he giggled. He laughed. He was like, <laughs> he was incredible. He was so filled with joy. And I've got a full story I'll tell you with, uh, about him sometime, but uh, that happened with me during the interview. But anyway, I'll say he's one of, of the most fascinating people I've inter- ever interviewed. If, um, if you're interested in changing your life for free, we have this most exciting project going on right now. We're giving away one million of our brand new book. The book just came out today. We're giving away one million copies. The Power of Focus, How to Exceed Your Own Expectations in Life. After the million are gone, it's going to be 1995. Right now, it's free. Just go to talkdavid.com. There's all kinds of versions of the book that you can get. Go to talkdavid.com. Sign up for the book. And when you sign up for the book, you're automatically put into a contest to be the potential winner of a $10,000 coaching package with me. <laughs> and the book, I, I mean, I'm not going to tell you it rocks because I wrote it, but it rocks. We give you tons of information on how you can change your life. The power of focus. Go to talkdavid.com. My guest right now, we're going to talk about one of the conditions that affects millions of people around the world, and there are so few solutions for it, and that is sleep issues, insomnia, falling asleep, staying asleep, you name it. Lee Gertis is the author of the book Limitless You, The Infinite Possibilities of a Balanced Mind. He's the creator of Brainwave Optimization. 40,000 people so far or more by now have benefited from it, and Wake Forest University did a study proving how powerful and effective it is. Lee, welcome back to the show. Hi, thanks, David. Hey, how many how many people do you think any idea whatsoever lead that are affected by sleep issues in America alone right now? Um, uh, two weeks per month, it's approximately fifty three percent of the population. For chronically, it's approximately twenty percent of the population. Wow! So fifty three percent. That's I mean, so we're looking at one hundred and fifty million people rounding up. At least, yeah, and wow, and, um, children too. So, um, yeah, the the amount of stress in life and our our ways of handling it 
are incredibly inefficient yet, and therefore, you know, you get a lot of business. <laughs> because you're trying to teach people how to do that. <laughs> that, is, that is the greatest non-paid plug we've ever had. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and I don't teach them how to do it. You know, I, I, teach their, I help teach their brains so they can do it. Um, and, and there, there, there is a difference. Um, you know, if I, if I don't have physical attributes, then I can't do certain athletic things. If I do have them, then I still have to be taught how to do those things. Um, and, and what we're trying to provide is the, are the attributes to be able to, uh, for somebody to, to really be optimal in life in whatever their course of action is. Now, you, how many studies have been done at Wake Forest on your brainwave optimization? Um, they have done um, a clinical trial, randomized clinical trial on insomnia, one on migraines. They have a um, general um, clinical trial that they called open label, where they take a number of different conditions. And some of those uh, have included... Um, mild cognitive impairment, the preliminary condition to Alzheimer's and dementia, um, PTSD and traumatic brain injury, both from military personnel and from mm. non-military personnel. Wow. Well, you know, you know what is is so. I mean, you you know these stats probably better than I. So I'm not going to say the stats because I don't remember them. But reading an article in the paper the other day, Lee, is that they were saying that um, the the suicide rate. From the PTSD of soldiers returning from uh, from overseas, is it's like triple or more this year than last year? Yeah, and it doubled in July. It yeah, I mean the numbers are outrageous, aren't they? And most all of those people, by the way, are dealing with severe insomnia. Really? Yeah, really. And they have a specific. They have at least. Um, at least a good share of them. We we haven't had opportunity, of course, to to look at false positives, but a good share of them probably share in one uh, in one brain balance imbalance area in the brain. So we're talking no. we're talking to the Pentagon in terms of trying to get them to understand that. Um, well, in fact, uh, you know, you reach sometimes like you were you're giving away your book, right? Right, a- and. You, some things are so important that you sort of have to get it out there. Mm-hmm. And for us, it's this information. So we offered to just work with the Pentagon to provide them this information for free. Because wow. the U.S. has spent, um, they, they allocated like 50-some million dollars for this issue just a couple years ago. They've increased therapists, and et cetera, and the suicide rate has gone up, My dramatically gosh. up. And the problem then would tell us that I guess that doesn't work, huh? Right. Yeah. That I, yeah. I guess that what we're, was really at, and on the table here is brain function, and not what one believes or not, or does something or not, but it's the function of the brain. You know, we and, don't and realize let... we don't realize um, <clears throat> what soldiers go through. When, oh, I, you know, I, I can't imagine it, right? I, I, I've never been close to it. But you yourself have suffered from severe PTSD. 
I have, but still, I can't. I can't imagine. Um, my, the duration of my assault was relatively short. Mm-hmm. What if I had to be in front of that every day and see it around me every day? Right. Wow. wow! I yeah, just, you know, you know that's a, that, David. That's almost overwhelming. These men and women coming back need so to be congratulated for keeping us safe. Um, I, I just can't tell you, I have a great passion for trying to do something to help these men and women. Hmm. For, for people that don't know Lee's story, in a nutshell, he was attacked, accosted on the street, baseball bats beaten, and, and out of that suffered PTSD, um, became introverted, Ill, very ill, and then he found by going online and researching and going through and trying to heal himself with all of the, the different modalities available at that time, he found there was something majorly missing. And, and what was majorly missing, he created with this brainwave optimization to balance both sides of the brain. If you want more information on how it works, go to brainstatetech.com. And you can see exactly what we're talking about in, in the amount of time we have on the show. We can't go into great detail on everything, but go to brainstatetech.com to see what Lee created. And, Lee, um, and we have a minute. We're going to go to a quick break, and we'll come back. But your, the studies on insomnia at Wake Forest, and I remember you mentioned this, there was an unbelievable 100% success rate, wasn't there? Yeah, it was, it was, truly, it was truly remarkable. Um, it's... It's all in our brain function. And so when our brain functions well, side to side and front to back and low to high frequencies, when those are balanced and when those areas are functionally balanced and harmonized, we can sleep. What a shock. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, let me, let me ask you this quick question. If... When, when someone goes through the brainwave optimization, the treatment, if it's 10 or 20 sessions or whatever it, it is, and at the end, and on the other side of the break, we're going to get into the numbers and all that kind of stuff. But if someone goes through treatment with brainwave optimization, that's not going to take away the stress that's going to come up in a day, a week, a month, six months. Now, are people able, once their brain is balanced, to be able to sleep even if stress continues to come up? What we're talking about is building strength, not reducing the life that you're in we're talking about building the strength to handle it mm. so we can we can um we can uh, allow the physical strength to handle it but you still need the gifts of knowing how to handle it right so if something's coming at you and the only thing that you know in the past is you know diving away from it or diving into it either one there must be another way. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of those work. Hey, you better find right. a different way. But Amen. When, but when you dive into it or dive away from it for a, for a long time, you probably do that because your brain has been set to do that. And it reacts and acts mm-hmm. very, very quickly, much more quickly than you can cognitively. Right. We're talking to Lee Gertis right after these messages. We're going to continue more information about how his technique, Wake Forest University study, and more could benefit you or a loved one who is suffering from some type of sleep disorder. And the other thing is that we've got to remember is that from the sleep disorder also comes many other disorders. For more information on Lee, he will be back with us in a second. Go to brainstatetech.com, brainstate.com. 
Tech.com. You're tuned in to David Essel Alive, America's positive radio talk show, every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Let your friends know they can listen to us either on XM Satellite Radio Channel 168 or streaming worldwide if they don't have XM yet at talkdavid.com. I'm David Essel. Stay right there. Positive Talk Radio every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Welcome aboard. So glad that you are with us right now. 1-800-548-8255. David Essel in the box. Lee Gertis is my guest, author of the book Limitless You and creator of Brainwave Optimization. Now, Lee, I'm going to do a a really uh, basic introduction to what this system is and then you can clean it up for me but but what your organization does is you'll have someone you'll come in and you'll have someone um, be hooked up to um, electrodes on their brain to see how their brain is balanced or imbalanced and then once you create a plan you start to um, feed that person through sound uh, certain sound frequencies to balance right, left, front, back, etc. That, that's the best I can do. Do you want to pick up on that? Okay, first, um, we use sensors on the scalp to read the brain pattern. And, right. then, and that's the assessment process, and therefore find out what areas are imbalanced. Then mm-hmm. when we do, we put the sensors back there on the scalp, and here's the magic. We then read the brain in real time, and from reading the brain, we choose a mid-range. You know, things sometimes, if you're sitting down and relaxing, you need to be sort of in the middle of things, if you know what I mean. Not dead asleep on the one hand, not, you know, too activated on the other hand. Make sense? Yep. And so you just, we take the middle range of frequencies, and whatever... Uh, frequency is dominant in that middle range, we play back, we assign a note to that and play that back to the person in headphones. So what happens is a resonance loop, like tuning forks, a whole, and literally 48,000 tuning forks we could set up, um, and and we're resonating with this. So the orchestra of of the, effectively the brain function, can, can play a symphony. Right on. And, and how long, like like with the study with, with Wake Forest, where we had 100% success rate with, with uh, people with insomnia, how many treatments did they go through on average, and how long does the treatment last? Um, a session is about an hour and a half. Those clients went through uh, 8 to 12. I think they averaged about 9.2 or something sessions per, uh, uh, they call them patients, and um, and sometimes they were sleeping literally after one day, and some some of them it took uh, you know three days of or three or four sessions. Just depends. Mm. Right. That's got to be quite a shock to someone struggling with insomnia to all of a sudden realize I've just been asleep. Um, you know, you're exactly right. How did you know that? It it sometimes <laughs> is really a shock for them. Yeah, because they're so unaccustomed to it, and um, you know, David, 
they are also unaccustomed after they sleep for a while to be happy. Mm. And, wow. And so, and, and they're kind of shocked. Um, and and we, I, had a, I had a Native American woman um, from one of the tribes here in the United States that went through brainwave optimization. A tribe called me and said, she's an elder, please, will you talk to her directly? And so I did, but only with the provider of the service. And she said to me, the first thing she said on the phone was, how did you brainwash me? Mm. I said, you know, excuse me? She said, I want to know how you brainwash me. I'm 68 years old. I've been smoking since I was eight. For 60 Whoa. years, I've smoked two packs of cigarettes a day. I have two sessions of brainwave optimization. I go home, and I don't want to smoke. Why? How did you brainwash me? And wow. I thought for a second, I said, probably what happened is that you reset your brain to a state of function that it had when you were seven. Mm. Mm. Because, you know in, fact, in fact, she it, hit a major trauma just before she was eight. Okay. And that trauma was such that nicotine would make her brain seem to function a slightly more balanced. Right. And that's the thing that's so outrageously shocking to me, Lee, when you tell a story like that, that someone can have a habit of, of smoking, drinking, not sleeping for all these years and in the shortest time imaginable, release that addiction or release that challenge just because the brain needed to be balanced. David, nobody, nobody says, you know, I'm a four-year-old. You know what I'm going to do when I grow up? I'm going to be a drug addict. Right. They don't. Of course not. Sure. They, they, what happens is a trauma happens along the way. And they find that a certain action that's unhealthy and or a certain substance or substances that are unhealthy will help them feel more balanced and they will start using them. And that's the cycle of addiction. Right. It's not about habit. It's about how we work to try to balance our own brain as best we are able. Because it's so incredibly uncomfortable. Amen to that. So one of our great, you know, one of our one of our great um, now providers of brainwave optimization is actually um, a place where you can learn meditation. Mm. And and why? Well, because there's a small percentage of people that are truly successful at learning meditation. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, because they can't get their brain. You're asking them to pick up a box when they don't have any arms. Mm-hmm. I understand that. So if you can balance that brain first, wow, now you can learn it. Now you can learn aspects of self-awareness. Now you can learn how to turn it on and turn it off. Now you can learn flexibility and feel of the control of it and the power of it and the humanity of it and the goodness, bottom line, of it. And so they are hugely successful, not only using brainwave optimization, but in terms of teaching people meditation in, in a short period of time. That used For to take more, decades, decades. It will yeah. now take weeks and months. Lee, we're, we're going to run, but I want to get your website out. Ladies and gentlemen, more information on the work, brainwave optimization. Go to brainstatetech.com. 
BrainStateTech.com. Lee, I'll look forward to having you back and find out what's going on with the military that you're going to be working with and, and decreasing that PTSD and all the side effects of it. And thank you so much for all the great work that you're doing. Thanks, David. You bet. BrainStateTech.com. You know, at any time in your life, ladies and gentlemen, you can turn it all around. Your mind, your body, relationships, finances. And on our show, we're going to constantly bring you information to do that. Much more to come. I'm David Essel. Stay there.